I'm going to have to look that up. Aloha Friday, everyone. Brian here, actually recording this on the Friday from down under, and hopefully to post on Friday European and North American time. Hope everyone is doing well. Been a fairly good week over here, although most of it has been taken up with work. But again, these are, as Atmosphere would say, <laughs> these problems are the good problems to have. And thought that on this Friday, we might have a bit of a callback to a, a Froth Tribute Friday with a shorter episode with maybe some, some thoughts or, or notes that I've gathered from several podcasts, some very recent, and some a little bit older, and also some resources. The last thing is part of my thinking out loud on where I want this to go and what I maybe could do a little bit differently. So we'll save that for the very end. Uh, But first, for kind of a, a froth tribute topic, there have been a couple very good discussions that have come up and I will say they've mainly been kicked off by uh, Che's Roleplay Rescue. The last two episodes, um, great conversation with Liren on, part of it was on labels, but a lot of different gaming topics. So I will include the link to go listen to that. But it's timely because it's something that I struggled with and in searching for different games as we talked about being curious about other systems and you know wondering what you can learn and leverage from them it's interesting that this topic still comes up i i don't know personally that it's so important to me but i do know that the biggest thing that i think i've i've maybe learned or come to realize is that the labels or the quick tribalism can definitely be a deterrent and I think this I've seen this occur and again this is my perspective and coming from you know playing games back in the 80s going away and then getting back into it discovering the OSR but also discovering this whole idea of uh, narrative games you may call them story games but it really it was mainly the the PBTA games and just trying to get my hands on them to read and then my head around it and also realizing that you probably have to play these maybe maybe more than even once to at least get an appreciation of it and figure out what you like if it's for you i find that in listening to or following the discussions the quicker that the conversation gets to (laughs) the labels or the tribalism or the fences it does make me feel defensive. And of course, this is not uncommon, especially for most things online and social media and <laughs> everything that goes along with it. But I've found that in listening to a few great podcasts, a few, it might have been a few months ago, I don't know if it was as far as that, but uh, Mad J on Diceology had a really good podcast uh, where he was kind of diving in to a little bit in this topic I found and his guest at the time actually had a very good kind of discussion of the the types of things that you look for in a game and when you first either hear about it meaning content 
uh, or perhaps if you, you know, maybe uh, certain themes about games. And I guess I should get a little bit more specific. So it was, um, the episode was Talking Next Punk with Kira uh, McGron. And just to quickly summarize, some of the really good insights Kira had was, you know, you may hear about a game subject matter and it may make you feel a little bit, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but just not familiar. For me, it'd be not familiar. For instance, and, and the one example is Night Witches, um, you know, playing as, you know, someone other than yourself, which is really the core of role playing. It's okay to, you know, to try, but also to admit that you don't know everything. You know, definitely playing games that touch on other cultures, and if they do it well and appropriately, it's okay to play that and understand that, hey, this is something you're not familiar with. You're, you're playing almost as much to learn as to do, as to, you know, actually do anything else. The other thing that I got out of it, and, and later I kind of couched myself, but I found that when the discussion turned towards a comparison of games such as D&D, or the games where combat seems to take forever, it was very off-putting from the standpoint that I felt uh, the discussion was a little bit um, dismissive of it, in, in that leading up to it, it's talking about, hey, obviously people enjoy different games, they don't all have to be one type, but it was a little bit of a, this game has, you know, combat that takes forever, and that's a little bit stupid. <laughs> and, you know, stepping back, and I think I said it at the time, I would agree, and many people have complained that for a role-playing game, I don't know that I want to be in a combat that takes 40 minutes if all we're doing is adding numbers, figuring things out. There are other games for that, and... In, in ways I, I kind of enjoy when there are parts of other games, but definitely not for, and I'll just say D&D combat. Um, but one of the things I found is that from that discussion, what I wanted most is to try to find ways to bridge the gap and to say, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure how many people appreciate it. If I was in a game or running a game, I wouldn't want the combat to take that long unless it was really necessary and exciting for the story. And the only recent examples I can come up with are in some DCC games, and the combats haven't been overly long, but they've been. We've tried to streamline them so that the, you know, the math didn't get in the way too much. And even if it dragged on, for instance, you know, the big showdown or a, a serious showdown, include enough elements to make it relevant to the story, or enough strange things to happen or interesting outcomes so that the players don't feel like it's a slog. And what that kind of leads me to, and, you know, in hearing the discussion with Jane Liren is to figure out what elements you can kind of drag over, maybe not drag, but what elements you can borrow and apply from other systems. And this leads me to the other pod that I had listened to. I've started to get into a podcast, Mud and Blood, which is interesting because I never thought of myself as looking at grim, dark, or gritty fantasy, but I had been looking at some of the Shadow of the Demon Lord PDFs that I purchased a while ago and listening to some others talk about it. So in going into the Mud and Blood catalog, found that I really enjoyed the host conversations. And one in particular that I liked, and it's uh, someone I'd followed via blog and was familiar with the games, but if not played any and have only read one of the quick starts was Chris McDowell who's done Into the Odd and then Bastion Land 
And I really like his approach and his, his discussion when they were talking about was the way that he made into the odds, some of the things he factored into it were to make the game more enjoyable, get rid of the parts that were getting in the way or that people didn't like or didn't make much sense. And so in specific talking about, you know, rolling to hit, rolling for damage and just kind of getting to the point of, I think removing some of the quirky things that may happen and not necessarily making it easier for the players, but saying, you know, the whole point of this is to go in and say fight a goblin or cobalt and getting to the point where you know that you're going to hit your your attack will succeed at some point and you may take damage or probably will take damage at some point and just trying to level it out so that it doesn't does it it doesn't allow things to happen that just derail maybe the narrative and the system making it streamlined so that it flows better and leads to a better story and experience and what his comments and, and the discussion revealed is that, that once you do these things and play games, you may find that they don't, they're not going to be as big a deal as you think, meaning that they make the game more enjoyable and you don't need to worry so much about the fiddly parts. The other thing is it harkens back to, and this is again a discussion they had with uh, Rob Schwab and Demon Lord of just getting rid of things like the initiative system and saying maybe it doesn't matter as much as, as we think it does and it breaks the narrative or it, it, de- it has that line of demarcation between we're going to role play and tell a story and then now we're going to just start rolling dice for combat and you know his fast slots system that's included in demon lord seems pretty good and in fact it makes me start to think about the next time going through it is is to let the combat flow and you know maybe let the players take shots first or if they're really surprised <laughs> you know put them in a situation where they have to defend first and again just see how that works in the story so all of these things to me are are, are coming together i think at a good at a good point maybe maybe a, a useful point as i kind of search out some other games and i'll include links to to those in my notes the other things that just just to bring up maybe to give a few resources many of which you may know is in thinking about a lot of these games and drifting back to some of the lighter osr or even fkr games um i've come across some pretty good creators and you can easily dive down a rabbit hole of you know itch.io of creators putting stuff online for very very inexpensive costs given the quality and many of which are either pay what you want uh, or free so you know even if you're paying the suggested price two dollars three dollars one dollar in some cases they're absolute bargains uh one in particular i took a look at for into the odd was the positronic library and that's by uh yochai gal and you can download this and this is a fantastic uh little dungeon you could use it for just about anything mainly getting in this kind of following some of the end of the odd threads and, and trying to figure this out but if nothing else the art quality yeah, and the adventure is good I, I don't want to slight the adventure but when you take a look at the map lay down uh th- you know three three-dimensional drawn uh you know it, it's definitely not the same as a lot of the drawn maps that are in the dcc adventures but pretty cool and just a different way of doing it and and laying things out and when I look at this it makes it seem that it will be very easy to prep and then run so I'll put a link in there check that out if you haven't done it. it's probably been out for oh gosh 
Um, it could have even been a year, but of course I'm late getting to a lot of things. One of the other things that's been kind of neat, I'll have to get into this, as I mentioned, in a future topic, but I've been getting into Cthulhu, and there is a fantastic site among many, because it's, as as D&D is, it's one of the bigger systems, obviously, so there's plenty of great fan sites. There's a Cthulhu Reborn site that looks like what it has been doing is it's it's recycling Call of Cthulhu scenarios and stuff, a lot of things that may have been text online, turning them into PDFs. And one that seems right up my alley is there's a Convicts in Cthulhu setting, the early penal colonies of Australia. Hmm, imagine that. So uh, this one jumped out at me, but there are plenty of others. And I I think it's it's double-edged. I know in many comments we've talked about here, getting just the sheer amount and quality of PDFs you can get. There are tons of, of, of freely available ones, you know, created just for, you know, enjoyment. You know, there are some that are pay what you want, but even the ones that you get purchasing through drive through and they have sales or the bag of holding, bundle of holding, humble bundle sales, it, it can get a bit overwhelming as they stack up. But it's, once again, it's a problem that's a good one to have. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that. And then just wrapping up quickly with where do I see this going? It, it's it been interesting because in many ways I think this is a little bit therapeutic. I can rant and ramble and it's nothing to do with the main daytime activity. Of, um, but if anyone is very interested, could always talk about that, which deals a lot more with cybersecurity and capabilities and applications and things of that nature. So this is a good break, but I want to get to the point where I try to plan out some some topics a little more in advance and maybe spend a little more side preparing, creating some, some content, so both to talk about but just to put out there. And I'm not sure if it's going to be scenarios or little bits of, of, of game systems, either homebrew rules or even things that can stand alone. So we'll see, but I'm going to have to give it some thought. So I don't know if this is going to be a pause, but what I'm going to try to do is, is maybe do a bit of bit of restructuring so I can improve and feel like it's uh, contributing something a little more. So anyway, links will be in the notes. I hope everyone, as the unfortunate pandemic and Delta variant rage is a bit more, uh, is able to stay safe and, and sane and, and you know, for those of you who are able to, to do some in-person meetings can do it safely or, you know, if you have to work or, or school in person, at least feel that you are safe enough when you're doing it and uh, hope you enjoy your games. Cheers. Mm-hmm.